WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, November 29th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, the associate producers, Loaded Wednesday show, Tony Bruno, live from Florida, coming up at 825 this morning. And a lot of other good stuff along the way. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Ooh, I'm good. It is cold out there. Buddy boy would not come in this morning. He wouldn't come in. He loved the cold. See, I wouldn't go out. <laughs> That's the difference between me and Buddy boy. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> the waning moon. It's beautiful out here. Uh-huh. Gregory, oh. how are you? Yeah, buddy. I did not have that problem this morning. <laughs> I did not want to go outside or just oh, go? Go outside. Do anything. Oof. Yeah. It's so cold. We should have stayed home and did the show remotely from the well, comforts I, of our uh, kitchen I tables. I didn't say that. Oh. Not that I've been thinking about it I or know. You know, planning Relax. it or Relax. rooting for it to happen. Look at these state-of-the-art studios here yep. at Odyssey Woo. World Headquarters. That nobody ever shows up to. <laughs> Except us. Yeah. Hey, it's, like buy, it's like buying a 10,000-square-foot home and only needing 1,500 square feet. <laughs> Remarkable. But I don't make those choices. All right, we got a lot of good stuff to get to this morning. The DEI of Bidenomics will be the theme of the big take, stemming from an email from a listener yesterday. Uh, Also, even Joe Biden voters tell the New York Times that the economy is not thriving. So a lot of financial stuff in the first half hour or so. Plus, we gave you the mystery virus that was spreading like wildfire in China. So what has China decided to do? Reinstitute mask mandates and lockdowns. Must be an election coming up. Um, so that's we're going to get something we'll get into. Keith Olbermann apparently has finally left Twitter. Wow, breaking news. Ding dong, the Wicked Witch is dead. We'll see how long it lasts for. <laughs> sake. Ding dong. And Melania getting ripped for her choice of fashion yesterday. Uh-oh. Of course. Yeah. We gotta, we're got. we going to have a, a YouTube um, still photo graphic breakdown today on the show where we will uh, assess whether or not the former first lady was not properly outfitted. I think it's a big bunch of nothing, to be honest, but yeah, that's just, just me. so jealous, darling. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Also, Hunter, victim, uh, Hunter, victim, Hunter Biden is playing the victim card. Hunter well, victim. Yeah, he is a victim. So we'll get to that. We've got all sorts of good stuff uh, with Tony Bruno, some crazy stories as well, and also, no more meat. If you want to help with the climate change, you're going to have to cut out red meat from your diet. We will continue with that story as well. I know. Even the vegetarians and the vegans are like, are you serious? Get a grip. Even Stalker, he's like, yeah, I had that impossible Whopper a year ago, but for God's sakes, give it a rest. I stopped. I I stopped with the uh, 
not, you went you went back to being a vegetarian? No, no, no. I stopped not eating uh, not eating meat. I'm now fully on the meat train. Okay. The meat train. Yes. Stalkers <laughs> Stalkers on the meat train at six oh four. You already can tell where this show's going. All right, let's get to the news. We'll try to get it back on track with some civility and some real journalism. For that, we go to the journalist of the show, the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning on this very chilly morning. It feels like it's about 24 degrees this morning. I'll tell you when we will heat up slightly today on this Wednesday, hump day. We always look forward to Tony Bruno um, these days to warm us up, right? In the news this morning, Philadelphia police searching for a man who is accused of ambushing and assaulting a Wendy's store manager and holding up several employees at gunpoint. This is during an attempted robbery early this morning. So this is the way the day started for these individuals at Wendy's, right? Investigators say this happened in the wee hours of the morning along the 900 block of Cotman Avenue in the city's Burholm section. So police say that this guy hid in the bushes outside the Wendy's, then ambushed the manager just as she was getting into her car. So officers say he put the uh, 25-year-old manager, uh, got her in a headlock, then pistol whipped her in the head and the face, in her face, with his firearm. Pistol whipped a female in the face. Yes, the yeah, lady manager. So it, it happened, it looks like it happened about 2 a.m.-ish. So they were coming off of a, a late-night shift, had to clean up, close up, that sort of thing. She comes out to her car, and this guy's waiting. It's just awful. That's it's... just awful. I didn't even realize Wendy's were still open that late, to be honest. I thought they shut down around 11, but must be in an area where they feel like they can still make some business at 2 a.m. Yeah. Well, maybe they were cleaning up okay. post. I'm not I'm not positive. I'll check on that one. But in any event, the this guy pulls the manager, pulls her back into the restaurant where the four other employees were waiting for their rides because it was cold. Mm-hmm. So I think that they, they had shut down, cleaned up, you know what I mean? Yep. Now they're waiting inside, just waiting for their rides, but keeping warm. And all of this, the good news is, everything was captured on surveillance video. Good. So ultimately, you know, terrifies these Wendy's employees, uh, points the gun at them, forces them into a rear office, and was threatening to shoot and kill the manager during this horrible struggle forces everybody into the back office, demands money, goes through the empty cash registers, but the cash had already been deposited into the safe and they don't have access to the money. Mm-hmm. You know, so now they're panicking. It was just a sounds like a terrifying situation. Ultimately the guy then he he believes them, he leaves. Good. So minor injuries, you know, not life threatening, but as far as the lady manager that you pointed out, this lady has some, you know, serious lacerations to her face, her head, mm-hmm. not to mention the psychological and emotional scars going on here. Yeah. I mean, Wendy's does have some good spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Hey, give me the frosty and nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Stop. I remember when I was working at Foot Locker in college, speaking of bank deposits, we would have to, we would close at nine o'clock at the Palmer Park Mall and we'd have to walk across the street to, uh, I think it was a, uh, a Santander bank and we would have to drop off the deposit in the little chute. And we were always worried. You always had to go with two people over to make off they, the, the deposit. They trusted kids to do that? Well, it was either the manager or the assistant manager would close and then one of the part timers, which I was a part timer at that time, would go with wow. them. We had to follow them over before we went to our car. That seems ambitious. Yeah. 
Well, because you're a bigger, you're like a strong guy. So that's probably why they wanted you as well. Damn that's right what I would want. Yeah. You know what I mean? F-A-F-O. I want a big, strong man to walk me to. And I wish maybe they'll do that at this Wendy's walk. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. But they, you said they had to save the safe with inside the restaurant itself. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it's it's like you're saying, except you had to walk. So the safe, they have to deposit everything into, the, into okay. it. Yeah. Once they do that, they don't have the access to open it back up. Gotcha. So... So they're searching for this guy, but like I say, they're releasing that video, and they feel confident they're going to catch this individual. Uh, in Lower Pottsgrove Township, Pennsylvania, this is a they have a suspect in custody after, and we're getting some f- a few details on this one as police there in Lower Pottsgrove Township. This is Montgomery County. They say that 85-year-old Margaret Seltman was found dead inside the home there on the 1900 block of North Kime Street. And they responded, the officers responding to that 911 call. Her death has been labeled a homicide. They are scheduling the autopsy for today, hopefully shedding light on exactly how she was murdered. So we know that the DA's office says they do have a suspect in custody. We don't know the circumstances there. In Bucks County, this is a disturbing story this morning. We're learning new details about this Bucks County man. He's being held on a twenty million dollar bail. Twenty million. Oh, L- Nick. Listen to this story, dude. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he is okay. If somebody here's the thing, if somebody is very friendly and they say they can, they have home fix it skills and they're going to fix up your home and they're going to watch your kids. Do not trust that person <laughs> yeah. ever. Okay. If it seems too good to be true, right? Mm-hmm. This guy befriended families with young children and he is charged with multiple sex crimes against these little kids he's identified as 28 year old brian nathaniel harris of bristol pa accused of engaging uh, these horrifying abusive acts with multiple children that he was entrusted to spend time with and so they've identified so far three young victims male and female young kids and this, according to the first uh, assistant DA there in Monco, or excuse me, in Bucks County, I should say, Jennifer Shorn, she says they do have credible evidence and reasons to fear there are many more victims. Hence the $20 million bail, guys. Yes. Now, now it all adds yeah. up. Jesus. So they're releasing you know, pictures of him, and they're asking anyone, please come forth if this man maybe said he would do handyman work or home improvement work in your home and you have young children he's also accused of sharing some of these photos so in other words he's accused of abusing these young children taking photos taking videos and then spreading these sicko videos and so the 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 point of entry for this guy he was basically using his you know handy skills as the way to gain access to some of these you know properties and then ultimately with the motive of what you just mentioned. Yes. Wow. So these victims so far are very young. The youngest child is two years old. Mm. Two. So um, they're they're putting out the word, putting out the photographs. They want to hear from you if, if maybe you have any information on this guy. But prosecutors say a single image came in as a cyber tip to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That was how this began. Somebody somewhere saw something, you know, got the tip and sent it in. And that's why it's important. If you see anything like this, just send in those tips. 
I have to end on a brighter note. Please. I know. I'm sorry. It's, you know, my, uh, we have an Ardmore family on the main line. They confirm that, that two of the hostages released yesterday by Hamas have ties to our region, to the main line. In fact, Ardmore. So one of them, 84 year old Dietza Hyman, she was taken away from her home October 7th, you know, where she was staying, staying there in a small neighborhood about a mile and a half from Gaza as well as her young grandson. And so this is an incredible story. She's now hospitalized, and um, we don't have, she's in stable condition, 84, but the family members speaking out about Disa, the grandmother, and her grandson. So the IDF said the hostages were taken through Egypt before heading to a meeting point in Karim Shalom in Israel, an incredible story as this is unfolding with local ties just joyous reaction mm-hmm. from the family members here in this area you think of you know hanukkah next week sure. and, and, oh my goodness so thank god that um that mrs hyman and her grandson as well they they are you know they're reported in good spirits mm-hmm. and they're coming back home to the ardmore to the main line of philadelphia but thank God, as we think about this extended, extended ceasefire, and we have more hostages to be released later today. But this is some bright news for our region, for sure. All right, very good. All right. A little positive to end it. Yeah, I just wanted to, to say something that's hopeful for these families and just the tears of joy yep. by them and thankful that they're, they're going to come home. Still some 147 hostages to be released. Um, let's take you to the weather. 26 degrees. It feels like it is 18 degrees right now, so please bundle up if you're headed outdoors. So today we're headed up to 38 degrees for the high today, bright sunny skies. And I guess Tony Bruno coming on today will bring us some, maybe some warmer weather because tomorrow we begin a warm-up for you Thursday. 51 degrees, bright sunny skies. Friday, 50 degrees, but we will see some rain showers moving through, and that will warm us up for Saturday 58 degrees what? for your Saturday. 58. Uh, yeah. It's going to feel like a heat wave. Yeah, baby. You know, we will have some clouds, but it's going to be nice. The and Bidens then... will be skinny dipping. Woo! <laughs> Polar plunge, baby. Oh, yeah, I know you have a lot of Biden stories, a lot of Hunter Biden news, but this is First Edition, Kalen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 6.15, middle of the week. Let's get to another big take. The Big Take on Kalen Company. All right, the big take this morning, the DEI of Bidenomics. You know, the Biden administration will be remembered for a litany of failures, miscues, and public relation nightmares. But atop the list, they will always be remembered for their mantra of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and their failures that comes along with it, as well as how awful the economy was under Joe Biden's watch. But staying true to their brand, Bidenomics also believes in DEI, as in Americans of all ages, races, religions, genders, and sexual orientations have been crushed by the Biden economy. Yesterday on the show, I mentioned in passing that 24% of Americans are still paying off their credit card debt from the 2022 holiday season. I also mentioned the cost of poultry, pasta, and pizza up 32, 14, and 18% respectively. And during the cut sheet, we heard from the binder touting how well the economy is doing, and she exchanged barbs with Fox's Peter Ducey. We were also told by the big guy that Thanksgiving dinner was the fourth lowest cost on record last week, dating back to 1986. 
from Generation Z to Millennials to Gen Xers to Baby Boomers and beyond, nobody of any age group is immune to the squeeze that Bidenomics has been placing upon Americans. Yesterday, we received an email from a listener of Kale and & Company, and the email comes from Don, who lives in Franconia, Pennsylvania. The subject is cost of living, and Don wrote the following to us. He says, I am 82 years old, and I've been retired for 14 wonderful years. I love my wife and three adult children dearly. Both my wife and myself are in pretty good health, and we both enjoy sports, oldies music, listening to talk radio, and basically living the good life. We are not travelers, and occasionally we enjoy going to oldies music shows. I also go to high school sports games approximately 15 times a year. We have lived in the same rented house for 12 years without paying a rent increase, and we have owned the same car for the last seven years. In other words, we live very frugally. My youngest son lives in the house we have owned for 45 years. We both have CDs, savings accounts, checking accounts, money invested in the stock market, receive Social Security, Medicare, supplemental health insurance, and I receive a pension. Don goes on to say, we actually had a net worth three years ago higher than when I retired. With that said, I certainly have a net worth much less today than three years ago. Perhaps someone can explain to me what happened over the last three years, as you might be experiencing the same kind of a problem. Hopefully, if you were in the same boat, something will happen going forward that will reverse this downward spiral. After all, next year, hopefully, will present new opportunities as hope always springs eternal. That is the great email that Don sent us yesterday, and the reality is everybody under Donald Trump was living a far more prosperous life. But the Biden administration, they'll blame Trump, they'll blame COVID, they'll flat out lie to your face that the economy is great, and it's simply not true. Don is 82, and Don is not alone. Other than the 1%, I don't know a soul who isn't feeling the pinch. And here are some of the absurd price jumps that we are paying for. Since January 2021, this is the percentage increase in cost for the following food items. Flour is up 35%. Baby food and formula up 29%. Bread up 26%. Frozen fruits and vegetables up 26%. Poultry up 25%. Ground beef up 24%. Lunch meats up 23%. And soups up 21%. But how about these other costs? Home heating oil is up 75%. Diesel fuel. 73%. Gasoline, up 47%. Leasing a vehicle, 42% more expensive. A vehicle repair, up 38%. Delivery services, up 27%. Pet food, up 24%. Natural gas and electricity, 23.5%. Propane, 22.5%. Airline fares, up 21%. And even tires, up 19%. Bidenomics breaks the bank. Repeat it with me, everybody. Bidenomics breaks the bank. But it goes beyond goods and services. The economy is impacted by policymakers and decisions from Washington that are connected to even things like the UAW strike and the Biden administration's upcoming EV mandate. Here is economist Diane Furchgott-Roth speaking on behalf of the Heritage Foundation, talking about how the government dictates in a planned economy will destroy the livelihoods of Americans. Listen and watch this. 
The UAW had such a single-minded focus on getting more money for their members that they forgot even to try to help out farmers, families, uh, and other workers and unions. The Biden administration's electric vehicle mandate puts the economy at the mercy of government dictates in a planned economy that will destroy the livelihoods of small business, non-unionized workers, and eventually even unionized auto workers without making car companies more competitive or solving climate change challenges. This will put our children's future at the mercy of China. If the UAW were truly interested in helping its members and American families, it would have pushed for Detroit and other auto companies to try to make, to continue to make the internal combustion engines and hybrids that Americans want to buy, rather than going all electric in 2035. What would help all American working families is getting rid of the Biden EV mandate, which you, senators, and the House of Representatives did not pass. I would take it a step further. How do you help American families? You just get rid of Biden, period. So how are today's youth living their lives in this awful economy? Bloomberg had a story with this headline. YOLO consumers are buying Taylor Swift tickets and traveling to Paris as savings drop. That's right. Taylor Swift tickets, trips to Paris, and dining out. Consumers splurge even as savings fall. Shoppers are prioritizing spending on experiences over goods. So we should all sleep well at night knowing that the fate of our nation's economy in the future is in the hands of the YOLO consumer. YOLO meaning you only live once. Since Joe Biden took office, overall prices up 18%, food prices 21%, the cost of buying a home 46%, even renting a place 18%. Oh, and if you want electricity, that's an additional 25% boost. Joe Biden loves to say, not a joke. No, Joe, actually, it is. The cost of living in your world is a total joke, and it's very diverse, equitable, and inclusive in who it punishes. And that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you would like to jump in, thoughts and reactions certainly are encouraged. 855-839-1210. The phone number, 855-839-1210. On social media, at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, you can join us on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to that, as well as the New York Times' latest article where they actually went out and spoke to Biden voters who all say the economy is not thriving. Those details when we continue. Kale & Company on a Wednesday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Live on a Wednesday morning. Great to have all of you in. Bundle up. It's chilly out. What's on the cut sheet coming up 745. <laughs> Tony Bruno 825. Great morning mystery movie clip prize yet again today at 920. And all sorts of good stories as we move along this morning. I'm thinking about this yesterday, and this is obviously a a no-brainer, but it needs to be reinforced and reiterated with all of these Republican presidential primary candidates, Donald Trump and everybody else. Um, And, of course, uh, we're just about a day and a half away. Tomorrow night we get the debate between uh, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis with Sean Hannity on Fox News at 9 o'clock. But if you are going to sit here and say that since 
June of 2022, since Roe v. Wade got kicked back down to the states from the Supreme Court, if you were going to make the case that Republicans' biggest issue in losing elections is Roe v. Wade, is abortion, which is probably very accurate, then I would say, what is the ace up the sleeve? What is the winning formula or the blueprint for Republicans to win moving forward in the future? It's very simple. Economy, economy, economy. Economy, inflation, gas prices, cost of living, however you want to phrase it, kitchen table issues, the grocery store. Yes, crime is a major issue. Yes, the southern border, major issue. But the economy is number one. And then 2A and 2B is the crime and then the border issues and then down to the school stuff that we talk about on down the list. And when you hear some of these prices, like this is it should be a simple message to convey to the American public about how bad Joe Biden's economy is. Don't don't don't, I don't want to hear about the unemployment rate or anything like that. I've got a receipt that uh, one person posted yesterday on social media, and it compares the prices of certain grocery store items from January 2020, which was actually pre-pandemic officially, compared to just this past month of October 2023. I mean, orange juice has gone up from 232 to 367. A 12-pack of soda, which is bad enough for you, 433 to 677. Coffee's up almost $2 per Whatever the metric they are using here, uh, from four seventeen to six eighteen, white bread is up sixty five cents. Eggs, yogurt, uh, romaine lettuce, potatoes, milk, butter, two pound bunches of bananas. Uh, the only thing on this receipt that has gone down is tomatoes. I don't know. I'm not, maybe maybe the tomatoes are like the steal of the century right now. They're down about uh, looks about thirty five cents uh, per pound, I would presume. But like, and I said this all the time on the show. I go grocery shopping just for myself, and on the weeks where it's not the one time a month where I need all the toiletries and the toothpaste and the mouthwash and that stuff, 125 130 bucks, and I'm not buying ribeyes and strip steaks, folks. Like I, I'm eating like a college kid at 39 years old. It's it, The cost of living is just astronomical. So To, to be fair, though, what what is the normal increase? Because we know goods go up. Every year, all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, but overall, like, look at the pandemic. You know, it's um, so post-pandemic over several years. It's like eighteen mm-hmm. percent. It's significant. Right. The bread. Okay. First of all, cut out the soda and the white bread. Yes. All processed, chemical, nasty. Causes cancer. Right. But the you know you think of Ukraine, isn't it called the like bread bowl or the wheat bowl of the world or whatever? Mm-hmm. I just think it's an example of. We need to grow our own stuff or have enough that we don't have to rely on the shipments from around the world because mm-hmm. everything's obviously, even though fuel has come down a bit, fuel is everything. Yep. So the fact that the fuel costs, the shipping costs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the, the more the, the more local you can get it, right. the lower price it's going to get. But I think overall, to answer your question, Greg, I think the number is about... 18% over several years. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, the receipts is grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, think this, it, I think this person just typed up the like a side-by-side no, I, I get to it. show the comparison. I understand. I just, I don't, look, we all know you, you have to be living in a cave if you don't know that prices of everything have gone up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm not discounting that 
100% at all. All I'm saying is that I, first of all, I don't always trust everything I see on the internet. Uh, we should, you shouldn't either. Uh, secondly, I just, it's just, it's, it's too generic. Like we don't know where these people are shopping. To Dawn's point, like mm-hmm. you can get deals anywhere. You know, like we had that. You were uh, when you were off last week. We had uh, Jason Chaffetz say that he he spent ninety dollars on on a turkey, and everybody's like, "Wow, the price of turkey is really is really." astronomical like i don't know my wife and i got a 17 pound turkey for I don't know, 17 bucks yeah. or 18 bucks or right like so like it, it's it, it and he showed the he showed the receipt mm-hmm. he showed and it was like some free range young turkey thing yeah. that he got at some you know bougie store right right so like it it all depends on where you're shopping too. it does it does and i, I think we also <clears throat> and there's many different facets to this where we could talk about like you know the cost to, to fuel your car the cost to heat your home uh you know electricity utilities things like that i'm just looking specifically from the grocery store standpoint you know we we live in a day and age now where we have a lot of really specialty high end bougie grocery stores um and I don't, I don't shop at them. Like I'm, I'm a giant shopper, right? Like I, I don't go to Whole Foods or uh, there used to be a, a chain up in the Lehigh Valley years ago. It probably still is up there. Like a Wegmans. Like uh, those places are typically far more Wegmans expensive. Is, Wegmans is everywhere, bro. Is Wegmans everywhere? Yeah, there's, there's one in Warrington. I don't see Wegmans down here too often. Okay. But yeah, I'm a different you, cat. You need to get out more. Like it's like I've <laughs> never seen that here before. I've only seen it there. I, I always thought it was more of a Lehigh Valley. Thing. Oh my no. no. Okay, it's all over South Jersey. It's is everywhere. It? Yeah. But it's, it's the point being, as we get sidetracked here with my bad life, uh, is that a lot of these grocery stores are are very expensive. Like I, I, you go to the like, you know, what's lower than a giant? I, I would suppose in all these is probably yes. the cheapest that you can get. You know, what? we have to do a segment like. Let's go shopping with Nick. I would like to actually do a, like a compare and contrast. Give me the five most popular grocery store chains in this listening area, and I want to go and see what the cost of orange juice is at Aldi's to Giant to Wegmans to Whole Foods to whatever the highest end place is. I don't know if that's a, a Whole Foods, a Costco, whatever else might be out there that I don't shop at. But I would just love to see the difference in, in, in price in all of those. But, you know, when you look at the economy, it's it, this is where it's so frustrating with Republicans because it, we talk about how important the candidate is and the message is. Well, the message is right there. Like, I don't know what else you can do to show these certain candidates that if you just drill home the economy. Yeah. And I think Trump does it better than anybody else because he executed it the first let, three years. Let me ask you guys a question. This is a serious question. We say this all the time. It's the economy stupid. Like mm-hmm. James Carville said it mm-hmm. about Bill Clinton in 1992. Everybody always says, you know, it's the ba- it it's basic. It's the economy. Does anybody really vote on the economy? Oh yeah. Do you, uh, do, yes. Do you I really, think so. Yeah. Do you really believe yeah, so well, enough yeah. to matter. When, yes. Okay. I, mean, I think there's I think there's, I think there's yeah. too many people that vote with their feelings. But to answer your question specifically, that's yeah, my, I, I I do believe people do. What you just said there is my problem with the right. whole with the whole economy thing yes is that i think people vote on emotions and they do. feelings more than no they do on their pocketbook but when your your emotions are so if the economy's bad if you're out of work or you're struggling or you can't buy the stuff you want to do but you want to buy your groceries or whatever what does it do talk about emotions mm-hmm. stuff on your relationship divorces go up domestic yep. violence goes up i mean so unrest yeah if you will so when we think of, when I say peace and prosperity, when I talk about that, what I mean also is it's peace at home. 
when you have prosperity in the world, look at what happens mm-hmm. worldwide. Well, life's a lot better when you come home from work and you see your significant other and you're not stressed out financially. Yeah. Yep. Like that's an automatic great way to start at 5.05 p.m. when you walk in the door, yep. right? Because you get snippy, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, of course. It, just to be, I mean, I don't mean to be trite about it, but it, it's, it's, it's aggravating that you're frustrated. You can't buy the thing that you wish you could buy or, you you know, it's coming up on the holidays this is such a stressful period of time mm-hmm. right now. But yeah, Greg, I think ultimately there's a, there's also, a to your point, a subconscious level to it where people just feel bad mm-hmm. because the economy's yeah. bad. Yep, no doubt about it. And to your point about voting on the economy versus voting with your emotions, the New York Times with an article out saying even most Biden voters don't see a thriving economy. They go on to say... Presidents seeking a second term have often found the public's perception of the economy a pivotal issue. It was a boon to Ronald Reagan. It helped usher Jimmy Carter and George H.W. Bush out of the White House. Now, as President Biden looks towards his re-election campaign, there are warning signals on that front. With overall consumer sentiment at a low ebb despite solid economic data, even Democrats who supported Joe Biden in 2020 say they're not impressed with the economy. In a recent New York Times CNN college poll of voters in the six battleground states 62 percent of those voters think the economy is only fair or poor compared with 97 percent for those who voted for donald j trump they go on and they spoke to a few a couple of individuals in this article one man named oscar nunez who's 27 and he's a server at a high-end restaurant in las vegas mackenzie kaiser and lawson millwood who are in their early 20s uh who just purchased their first home and they they basically talk to these people about the economy they all say the economy is bad yet to your point greg about voting with your emotions these individuals interviewed by the new york times are basically and i'm paraphrasing here yeah the economy stinks but but i'll probably still vote for joe that's what that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about is that when you have when you have two candidates that are so wildly unpopular and you put them up against one another and polarizing it, it is going to be emotion that that puts one of them over the top it's not going to be the economy some people may say it is but i think what it really comes down to they're like yeah i know and everything's up like 25 percent, but like like that guy yeah i don't know if i can vote for that guy right you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i just think that it it, it is it's a it it's an easy thing, and even my car in the YouTube chat uh, says so many people don't pay attention to politics, but they definitely think about it when it hits their wallet. I agree with that, but I think when it really comes down to in the voting booth, mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, no, but I can't. Yep. And they still vote for Biden or whoever. But I think to your point about somebody saying, no, I'm still going to vote for Biden, he also is, is right now, I think he has the union vote. I, I think that's a piece of it. Trump got a lot when he won in 2016. He got a lot, a lot of that like mm-hmm. working man, working person union vote. Right. I think Biden right now, you know, the, the unions are divided. When you think of police and all the COVID mandates and all of that, that works against Biden. But as far as the unions, by and large, what I see, uh, they 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 do often go for Biden because they feel like, okay, he's going to. He's going to support us and the teachers union, obviously. Sure. The okay. unions themselves are the union bosses because I, you know, I it know depends. a lot of, you know, I, you know, we, we said in a study <clears throat> a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago now where, where the union top bosses support 
the Democrats, mm-hmm. but like the the everyday the guy families yeah. are you know support Trump, right? But like the UAW, remember when yeah. you know in Michigan and and we talked about this, the UAW those union workers, um, Trump had I think those workers in 2016. But remember when Trump went there, he spoke at another area where they were non union mm-hmm. workers. Yep. Biden was there with the union members. Yep. And when he's here in Philadelphia, what does he do? He's talking to all the unions. He's saying, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. I think that vote is in play. Yeah. Obviously not the teacher's vote. You know, we've talked about that a lot. Um, what other, you know, but I think organized labor, that's, mm-hmm. that's in play right now is will Trump or a Republican candidate Will they get that vote? 855-839-1210. If you would like to jump in on the conversation, 855-839-1210. Coming up next, we'll put a bow on the 6 o'clock hour. We gave you the story yesterday about the mysterious pneumonia-type issue going on in China. Well, China has now returned with two words you never want to hear again in this country. We'll get to those details as we continue. Kale and Company on a Wednesday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. What's on the cut sheet one hour from now? Tony Bruno at 825. Also, some really good stories as we move into the second hour. We know Elon Musk was over in Israel getting a tour of everything that was going on in the Middle East. And now Hamas has extended an invitation what? to Elon Musk. What? Yeah, I'm not sure I would take that. <laughs> yeah, uh, The Taliban's offering a, an all-inclusive tour. I think I'll pass on that, Bob. Thank you. So we'll get to that story as we continue this morning. Also, Nikki Haley gains a big-time endorsement uh, that... Many thought would go to Ron DeSantis. We'll Uh-oh. get into this story. Um, I'm starting to wonder if maybe Nikki is peaking a little too early and if she'll flame out. We'll have that conversation. And also, uh, the possibility that debates will not happen. And we're not talking about ridiculous debates on the JV level between Newsom and DeSantis. We're talking about uh, on the varsity stage. We'll get to that story as well. Uh, but yesterday we gave you the story about this you know, mysterious virus that is kind of going on in China, and everybody's like, oh boy, here we go again. Uh, And now we have further details and measures to try to curb, or as our favorite little scientist once said, Tony Fauci, flatten the curve. Uh, China is bringing back masks and social distancing in a chilling version of a lockdown over a mystery outbreak four years removed from COVID. Uh, This story is from The Sun. China has brought back masks and social distancing uh, as they try to battle this mysterious pneumonia outbreak four years removed from the COVID-19 pandemic start. Uh, There's been alarming footage that has emerged of mask-wearing crowds inside Chinese hospitals as fears of a new pandemic sweep across the globe. Areas in the north of the country, such as Beijing, have been hit the hardest with reports emerging last week that hospitals are being overwhelmed with sick children. Uh, A common bacterial infection called mycoplasma pneumoniae has circulated since May, but is now showing ground glass opacity in lung scans, an indicator of severe respiratory illness, also known as, quote, white lung syndrome, 
Sounds a little racist. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, but many parents are deeply worried and are having to wait at least a day just to receive emergency care. However, don't don't panic yet, Americans. China continues to insist that the flu and the usual winter bugs are to blame for the latest Woo! outbreak wow. rather than a new virus. Okay, then. And you can cope with this spike in sickness by doing what you normally do. It followed up with the largest pediatric hospital in nearby uh, Tianjin reportedly receiving more than 13,000 children coming through their doors. The concern spread of illness comes as the nation enters its first full winter season since lifting strict COVID-19 restrictions last December. Uh, they also say while the U.S. and U.K. also have seen spikes in infections like RSV and flu after pandemic rules were lifted, China's have been seen on a much larger scale. And another reassuring tidbit here. Things escalated further last week when the World Health Organization was forced into a rare public intervention, formally requesting further information from Beijing on the infections. And the WHO has concluded and said no no unusual or novel pathogens have been detected in data provided by China. So China has said, look, this is just the flu. Relax, everybody. China has told the WHO, here's all the information you need, nothing to see here. And the WHO, much like the CDC and the NIH, they all fall all over themselves. They're, they're all an abject disgrace. So knowing that China and the WHO have said, nothing to see here, folks, just keep it moving, we shouldn't even worry. <laughs> we should not worry. Look, I feel much better. Look, the fact that uh, China's bringing masks back and their social distancing is not is not unusual. I mean, that, that place, they have masks every yeah all the time yeah so i'm not uh i'm not super worried about that the the pneumonia thing that's happening over there with that seeing all these this hospitalization you know mostly children too. you have to worry you know i i worry about that stuff but okay i don't know the thing the thing that bothers me is it's just when you hear who the sources are what they're telling you the measures that they are going to go back to, which we have seen, we know, does not really work. You can't just have everybody masked up. You can't. The social distancing thing is such a facade. Remember when they tried to do the, was it six feet? And then they were like, actually, it's three feet. Or maybe it was vice versa. It was a shorter distance, and then it was a larger distance. And then, of course, the dreaded word that nobody ever wants to hear again, lockdown. Yeah. That, and we, you know... We're not even, you know, one presidential election cycle through since the last pandemic. And this is the thing that bothers me. And this is really the part that worries me. And I don't think Americans are going to tolerate it the second time around is they're going to go back to their same failed methods and measures that did not work the first time around. And then we're going to have and we just talked about this yesterday, the New York Times article on the impact of school closures for COVID on children and how, you know, we're looking at maybe the worst education failure in the history of this country. So you're going to go back to that. Is the teachers union going to play the same game and the same charade yet again? As after all the data that we have gathered that has shown how catastrophic these measures were in setting back people and then maybe beyond maybe maybe the only thing is close to setting your child back academically socially and developmentally is the audacity of some of these bureaucrats that went around and tried to tell you as a small business owner and i think a lot of people believe that you know 
you know, small business owners, the reality is you still usually live paycheck to paycheck. Most small business owners are not living lavish rock star lifestyles. The audacity of those people to show up and say, your business is not deemed essential. Mm. Like, how dare the government tell me that my business is not deemed essential? The business that I use to pay my rent, yep. to pay my mortgage, mm-hmm. to pay my bills, and to feed my kids, and yep. you're going to tell me I'm not essential but yet Target and Walmart is essential? That was the that was one of the most, I mean, there's so many infuriating things that happened during the pandemic, but that was one of the most infuriating ones that they deemed what stores, and it was always the big corporate oh, box stores yep. that were deemed essential. Yep. Those were fine. Right. But the, you know, the mom and pop stores or the small businesses, yep. they were like, no, you close your doors mm-hmm. because the government tells you to or the, the state tells you to. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people lost their yeah. Their, their businesses. Yeah, Deborah's, Deborah, Deborah's Beauty Salon, Susie's Nail Salon, yep. not essential. Yep. Tell yep. that to the person that uses that money to pay their their bills every two weeks. Some instant feedback here from uh, a bunch of the stuff that we're talking about. Chris in Jersey writes, uh, Nick is the new Patrick from SpongeBob. They both live under a rock. <laughs> Wegman's just a Lehigh Valley thing, really, bro? Patrick. Uh, on Patrick. on. <laughs> On uh, the the electorate voting on the economy, Al writes, I totally agree. If it was the economy, then Republicans wouldn't have lost the presidential and subsequent elections where a red wave was predicted. The swing voters have money and don't care about economy. It's all about grabbing, <laughs> you know what, abortion and emotions. Mm-hmm. Data Dave writes, the biggest problem with the Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate is they're not affected by this. They don't notice the the cost of bread $150 plus for uh the his F350 dawn 100% everything revolves around cost of fuel. So, okay. Um let me see here what else do we have? Exile Kraken says uh I hear what you're saying but we also have to consider that all the data from the previous elections has been exceptionally sloppy and makes it difficult to gauge true electorate electorate sentiment. Okay. There you go. Keep the comments coming in. You can also jump in on social media at 1210WPHT and on the phones at 855-839-1210. One more. Mark says, everyone is talking about the price of small things. Our heat pump just died and our minimum quote is $10,000. Most of us Mm -hmm. don't have $10,000. Sitting around under Trump, it would have been easier. Yeah. I I remember in uh, late August, early September, I was golfing with Bill from down the hall on the B Morning Show and he was telling me about his uh, his HVAC system going for the Mm -hmm. summer. And he and not only was the cost absurd to get that fixed, the wait time was absurd. He was like on a six week waiting yeah. list. Yep. He had it's to all get parts. like little, he had to get like little floor units for his air conditioning. It's crazy. And these things used to be built to last. Yeah, yeah they're not. Anymore. You know, right. it would last you twenty years at least. Mm-hmm. And now it's you know I have a system. What is it? Five six years old, and it's constantly const every ninety days. Mm-hmm. I'm calling. Yep. And, well, Stalker, you said the same thing about one of your freezers, right? You used to have like an old, like big ice chest, and then the new one's not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have this old whirlpool that's probably forty years old that I have down in my basement. That is my you know my beer fridge, and, <laughs> and that thing keeps everything nice and cold. Yep. Never gives me a problem. the The smart fridge that I got in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, yeah, Samsung, lasted three years. <laughs> cost me you know a couple of grand, and I had to replace it within three or four years yes indeed. Yeah, and, what about, and what to your point what about the environment 
you know, they, they keep saying that these things are more energy efficient. Yeah. So get the newer one. But when it breaks down in five to six years, mm-hmm. and they're taking all this equipment, and where do they throw it? A landfill. Yep. Mm-hmm. 855-839-1210. Coming up next, we'll get some news to kick off our number two. Elon Musk, Twitter, Keith Olbermann. It's all still on the way. Kale and Company, as we roll on, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You've heard me talk about what a crock and their delicious ready-made meals before. So if you're a busy working parent you know, like me, or maybe you could just use some easy meals, you're going to love what a crock. So I just put a meal in my slower slow cooker in the morning, run around all day. When we come home, dinner is waiting. I mean, the house just smells so good. Unlike most meal kit companies, and this is a big difference, there is no prep required. None at all. Cleanup is a breeze. It's literally as simple as dropping a meal into your slow cooker and boom, dinner is handled. So whatacrock.com has a huge menu of more than 50 different meals you can try from classics like, you know, the old fashioned pot roast and chicken Alfredo to some of the newer favorites like the stuffed chicken parm meatballs. That's David's favorite and uh, the honey garlic chicken with veggies that is delicious. No subscription, no commitment is required to order. So you can just order exactly what you want whenever you want it. So make sure you use promo code WPHT at checkout. You'll get $10 off at whatacrock.com. Whatacrock.com, code WPHT, $10 off. And if you've tried Whatacrock before, you know how much of a lifesaver their dinners really are. So order now, whatacrock.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.